Hello, everyone, and welcome to War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast coming to you, as always, from deep within the outer rim, far beyond the watchful eyes of the Galactic Empire. My name is John Mark Tolley, and joining me today, as always, is my co-host, Will. Will, how are you today, sir? I'm fine. Bright suns, everybody. How's everyone doing tonight? I am great. I am actually, I just watched the first four episodes of Star Wars Visions. I uh, did too. I haven't watched all, I haven't watched, I think I've watched the first three. Yeah, um, I got through the first half. Well, not half, like almost half. Yeah. And uh, I'm I'm not a big, uh, I'm not big on Japanese animation, like as, as a thing. Not that I, I respect it as an art form, but it's just not something that I've personally watched a lot of. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, I was pretty impressed with. Uh, I was too. The only one on that, there. maybe it just wasn't mine. It was the, um. I believe it was the second one, the one with the band. Okay, well, that was my favorite. Obviously, <laughs> <You know>? obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I can totally get how that might want that one might be a little. Uh, yeah, I'll have to go uh, back and watch that one. But I mean, it's just. Um, well, it was I, for one thing. For, I, that was my favorite for two reasons. One, obviously, the music aspect of it, mm-hmm. and two, um, it was nice to see. Um, kind of a connection to that was probably of the first four anyway i can't speak to the rest but that seemed to be the most connected to what we're familiar with yeah bunta eve scene and everything yeah everything else seemed to be very much in its own world you know either connected somehow like especially the first one very much connected to Japanese samurai. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know anything about you know Japanese culture and Japanese history, you know I almost had the I you know almost the feeling of the the Ronin, the the yes. masterless samurai wandering, wandering the countryside. I think that um, was the character's name, wasn't it? Ronin. Ronin? I think it, it might could have been. been. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, if you know Japanese history, Ronin was a samurai without a master, mm. basically. Um, which yeah that that which now that you mentioned I, i'm not too familiar with it but when you mentioned that yeah it even makes more sense you know yeah. than to what they were going for there so yeah if you haven't um, seen it folks go watch definitely, disney, definitely. disney plus uh visions uh yeah. they're not they're not they're very digestible 15 to 20 minute episodes yeah 15, yeah yeah and, um, and there's, in fact we will in fact i say right now once we get done watching all of them we go and kind of do a show on on them and we break them down and it. talk yeah I'm there. Absolutely. All right. Well, today we're going to do something a little bit different. We are going to be doing a little armchair directing, armchair writing. Um, Basically, create your own story uh, with the in the Star Wars universe. So, all right. um, I let's just spit all here. what like what are some stories that you would like to hear here? Um, all right. Well, before I a- a- answer that, uh, let me answer that with a question. Uh, okay. Do we are there parameters that we are sticking with? Are we talking about um, the story taking the stories that we have uh, seen and 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 already and and altering them in a way we'd rather have seen? Mm, no, because I think we kind of did that yeah, last that's more week like with a what the, if that yeah. was. Yeah, that was more. Yeah, like I think okay. this is. I think the it has to be within the Star Wars universe. Okay. Obviously, so. Um, so, what kind of things we'd like to see? What stories we'd like to see told? Yeah, um, it can be like, you know, we can make it any any era. 
I would say though that no, let's we can do it here. So we can like if we want to do an old Republic story, because uh, those are ones that have we haven't seen yet. We've seen, you know, the closest we've seen is from the prequels. That's the closest to old Republic right. that we've seen. And now with the books, you know, the High Republic, but we haven't seen anything from, you know, the early days of the right. Republic. Wasn't the, the old? Uh, I'll be honest, I'm not familiar with the old Republic. I mean, I mean, I mean, I I know what the reference is, but I don't uh, don't know the specifics. Is it wasn't it like thousands of years before? Yeah, Battle of yeah. Gavin you had or you had the. Um, I used to know all this. Uh, you had you had a, a certain empire that ruled. And then they were overthrown, and that was what set, helped set up the Republic, the original rip, old Republic. Okay, and there was and, the whole Dar- was it was that part of like Darth Bane and the Rule of Two? Uh, that came later. Okay, that came um, a little later. Okay, that was like then you had the Mandalorian War. Okay, uh, with the Jedi, yeah, the found you know the formation of the Jedi, which kind of came around the same time. Okay, uh, the the Jedi. Um, then you had the Jedi Civil War. Which then led to the formation of the Sith Order, and then you had Revan. Uh, you had the first purge, where the Jedi were purged, and the fall of the Old Republic and the reformation of the Republic. Um, and then, of course, that led into the High Republic, and the High Republic led into the fall of the Republic and. Okay. The Empire. So, right. kind of, kind of a quick. There's a lot yeah, more. Don't, don't, don't quiz me on that. But uh, <laughs> I won't. Okay. I won't. There will be no quizzing in this. All right, good. So, all right. Well, I'll start in terms of story. Um, you know, in terms of what I would love to see. Um, and you know, I don't even have to say. I don't have to say anything. I can just show it right here. I think with 900 years of adventure, um, we have a lot that we can see with Yoda. Mm-hmm. And I'd like to see a young, and I mean young, whatever the prime, you know, whatever that species is in its prime, yeah, um, Jedi Yoda story. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it could be how he became a Jedi, and 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 see what you know what what his what were his demons, what were you know, because everything we've known of Yoda, he's always been the master. He's always been the one at that you know, had all the answers and taught everybody. And yeah, he had some moments of his own adventures and, and in Clone Wars, we did see a little bit, we got, we kind of pulled the, uh, peeled the onion a little bit with Yoda, particularly towards the end of this, that, that series. But I would like to see a young Yoda um, adventure and it could be done in any format. I could do it as a a one-off movie, a 10 episode Disney plus series. Mm -hmm. I think, a ten episode Disney Plus series, with each each episode being a hundred years later. Oh, like, like start them off at like at like Baby Yoda, Grogu size, and what kind of was going on in the in the in the universe and mm-hmm. in his life, and then the next episode, it's like make him almost like little mini movies of the week, and then the next episode would be when he's a hundred something, then two hundred something, you know, all the way up until right before we get to know him, like right when the clone war starts, say for example, and it could, you know, live or animated. Although I think it'd be kind of fun to see um, some, some, you know, we've seen 
uh, we've seen Puppet Yoda and we've seen Digital Yoda, and then we got we had a return to Puppet Yoda. I honestly believe that they can do something with a combination of both. Yeah, that I would love to see, and if we could get Frank Oz back for 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 a little bit of that, I mean that's almost too much to hope for. But well, yeah, armchair yeah. armchair ideas. That's my thought out of the gate. I like that. I like that. Um, for me. I don't know. That's a good one. See, I I would like to go something a little bit more different. I would like to okay. go and see new characters, new okay. stories, and new, you know, Oh, we have a oh. comment from Scarif Scuttlebutt Podcast. <laughs> Evening. You guys look like Star Wars fans. Yeah, you're right. No, we, do, we, we are Star Wars fans. Proud of it. I mean, Say it loud. What do you mean? What are you talking about? Rebel. Talking? I don't have my helmet on. Sorry, my, my, my Vader uh, helmet. But sorry, no. Um, yeah, I mean, going into other directions, of, you know, look, the story has to do, the, the franchise yeah. has to do that in order for it to expand. And that's a that's almost another conversation, but, but let's go there for a moment. You yeah. know, one of the things that I, I found very interesting, um, and again, you know, uh, this is my take, and, and and I always like to preface that because you know my take is just my take. That's it. Mm -hmm. I, yeah. I, I, it has no more or less value than your take or Scarif Scuttlebuck's take or anybody else. It's just my thoughts, and uh, I feel like you know we had our um, uh, episode seven, Force Awakens introduced a bunch of new characters okay some mm -hmm. main characters some supporting characters some were on the screen for two seconds some were on screen for the whole the whole movie and into the next two and there just seemed to be a lot of complaining about that and then we got the next movie was rogue one and everybody was like over the moon about rogue one and i enjoyed rogue one too yeah. For different reasons that I enjoyed than I enjoyed the Force Awakens, I kind of, but I also felt like there was a lot of, um, and maybe this was less about character because there was a lot of new characters in Rogue One as well, mm -hmm. but there was also a lot of familiar, and not if not in character, in in story, in uh, setting, in spaceships, in like you know just sound effects and everything, and um, so I think that there's this delicate balance that Disney and Lucasfilm have to do where you want to continue to give a little bit of that familiar comfort food, if you will. And then you want to be able to uh, jump into new directions and try new things and see what sticks and see what doesn't. And uh, I, I, I kind of think it's smart of them to do that. So mm. I enjoyed them all, you know, but yeah, yeah you're right. You got to have, you got to go in a new direction and try yeah. new, you know, new kind of characters. So do you have any specific ideas of what kind of characters you'd be looking for? Are we talking like, is it uh, Jedi, Sith, bounty hunters? What are you thinking? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm partial to Jedi, but I don't think everything has to be Jedi related. I don't think everything. So it depends on what era we're going to set this. It would be set in, which is that's the good thing. That's the wonderful thing about the Star Wars universe. Is there's so it's so I mean it's a literally a universe. Yeah. Like I wouldn't mind seeing something about for like a Disney Plus series set during the time of the rebellion. So during like even during the events when everything is happening, but set 
off in to a the completely side. different um what for okay when i was in i think it was eighth grade uh i was had a assignment in my english class to write a short story okay to write like a little i wrote a i wrote a star wars story okay and the story was based on a planet in the outer rim and it was an imperial planet planet room it was a planet by uh you know run by the empire and it was the whole story was based around the events that happened right after the Battle of Endor. So they're getting the news that the Emperor is dead, and all the everybody's questioning. Well, this can't be true. He's not, he can't really be dead. And the main antagonists were a brother and sister, and the 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 sister was uh, a rep was a rebel. And okay. was more sympathetic to the rebel, and the brother was an imperial, and it goes into as they're figuring out what's going on, a rebel fleet, a, a, a rebel fleet appears to try to, to take back the planet okay. from the empire. So that was that. That was kind of that story. It was eighth grade. It wasn't exactly the best story, but well, you know, I, I think know. that would be a good. I think that would be a good little short. Yeah. Story. Um, heck, even yeah. visions. We just talked. We talked about visions earlier. I think that would be a great like concept for vi for visions. Just a right. short little, um, but something something similar to that, where it's set in another part of the Star Wars galaxy, and it's talking about all the events that are going on from a different, you know, from the, from a side view, from right. a view, from um, a certain point of view. From a certain point of view, <laughs> I mean that's you know that I think that there's room for that. There's room for what I had what I had in mind. I mean, I I was like one. I'll go in another direction here that I I I think about and and, it, and you you mentioned your um your youth in a story that you wrote and you know for me and I think for most kids that were my age when the original trilogy came out and and I don't know if this was the same for the prequel kids or the sequel trilogy kids. Or even the Mandalorian kids, you know. I don't know. I don't know if it's the same. But in, in our in our youth, or at least in, you know when I remember, is that you know the movies came out, the toys came out, and you were just it. Just, the toys just fueled your imagination. Oh yeah. Like you would get. I mean, I, ha I can't tell you how many adventures I had with, for example, um, I think it was Luke Bespin, Luke mm. Lando. The Bespin Guard and the Cloud Car Pilot. Okay, now let's be honest. The Bespin Guard and the Cloud Car Pilot didn't do much in the film. Okay, yeah. in fact, they were barely seen. They were like blinking, you miss them. But they got their own action figure, so that meant that they got many adventures happening throughout, you know, childhoods all over the world. Mm -hmm. And I say that, and then as I grew up. You know, my toy collecting turned more into a collecting and displaying kind of thing and less of a playing with toys. But I did still see when the prequels came out, I did still still see, you know, dozens and dozens and dozens upon dozens of alien species. And I wanted to know their stories. Hmm. I wanted to know what was going on, especially in the Senate. I loved the Senate. I loved the look of the Senate. 
the pods I mean, you know, floating around. Yeah. And every single one of those pods, I wanted to know what was their story. Are, oh, they, yeah. are they separatists? Are they part of the Republic? Are they going to be part of the Empire? Are they going to be rebellion? You know, and, and I loved, for those who didn't know this, I'm sure most people watching the show or listening know, um, there was a, a cameo of E.T. aliens. Yes. In there, and I, I'm to me, I was like, "Oh my god, that that just most people would just laugh." I got a chuckle out of it. Oh look, there's ET, haha. But for me, I was like, "It all makes sense." ET was a freaking Jedi, okay? I don't think any of the other ET aliens could do all the stuff that he could do. I think that they were just like aliens that walked around the planet and collected plants like he did. But he's the one that could make make like flowers come back to life and fly mm. and and do all that stuff. I think he was a Jedi. That's my theory, and I'm sticking with it. So there's a story, and yeah. every every alien species, like the Aqualish, the, there's a whole th- side story about the um, calamari versus the Corrin. squidhead, squidhead or the uh, Corrin. Like the Quarren. Thank you. The, uh, the calamari and the they have the whole. They have. I mean, they showed a little bit of that in, during the Clone Wars, but yeah, there there's just so many alien species, and they kept creating. That's when he recognized Yoda. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's a Jedi, or at least a Jedi in training, or at least someone with force, an, an yeah. alien with force powers. Ooh. But you know, and, and I'm a so, Sith. He's he's been secretly ooh. evil this whole time. No. <laughs> uh, that to me that strikes me as like a a, a cheesy uh, plot twist from like what you ever see Twenty Four. Yeah. From but that was always what happened in twenty four. Like halfway through the season, one of the actors, one of the characters, going on a sidebar here, but one of the characters in every season, it'd be a character that worked for the good guys that turned out to be a bad guy, and it was like always like you know, I mean, at first you know, at the time people were like, ah, (laughs) (laughs) E.T. and Babu Frick are a force diet. Now we're getting into some weird territory, but you know, I'll entertain it. That's fine. Uh, but anyway, and then I'm sorry, I keep um, monopolizing this, but you oh, go on okay. to the next to the sequel trilogy, and then you go into Maz Kanata's castle, mm-hmm. and Ma- and that scene when when they walk in, and there's literally 300 different types of aliens that we've never seen before. And some people complained about that. They're like, "What? Well, well, you know, why is there? Can't you give us a Greedo or a or a Walrus man?" I'm like, "It's look. If you're going to establish that it's a big galaxy and a universe, yeah, you have to populate it with thousands yeah. of species, and not it, ten. Since we're going off on a bit of a tangent, anyway, that is one thing that I liked that Star Wars has done from the very beginning is they didn't always necessarily just do. Which, don't get me wrong, I also like Star Trek. Yes, I'm one of those people that likes both. Uh, but Star Trek always seemed to do the put put some put some pointy ears on them, put some face some ridges on them, raise their eyebrows. You're good to go. You're got an alien. Yeah. Star I mean, well, Wars that... went. Go oh, go ahead. Yeah, Star Wars went. You know, let's make them as crazy looking as we can. You know, let's and... give the let's make this guy look like a hammerhead shark. Right. This other guy's going to be a giant walking carpet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, they also, in 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 defense of 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 Star Trek for that, yeah. why they you know they were on a very limited budget. Oh yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, and that's why that's that was uh, especially the original trilogy, oh, yeah. and that's why um, things were all so basic. Um, 
In fact, uh, you think about the Klingons, what the Klingons look like during the, the, the original. The original. Yeah, Did you ever see... my fir- the, the, I, I know what you're talking about, the Deep Space Nine episode yep. where they oh, go to I... <laughs> Warp does the, we do not speak of it. I love uh, again, this they is the acknowledged it. it like, they acknowledged this, it. I'm like, that's awesome. Well, and, and while we're finishing up on that, did you ever watch the Enterprise storyline where they discussed how they actually got the four? I, I did, but I'm not remembering it. It was a basically they were trying to create hybrids. Oh, okay. And they something happened and. They needed a cure because they were at risk of dying. And so they were got, given the cure, and, but the cure caused them to lose their forehead ridges oh. and get a more human appearance. Uh, okay. So the, so the, okay. So the, the, the ridgy brown ones came first and then they lost them. They lost that and then they got it back. Okay. Then they got it back. Yeah. All right. I, I, I accept that. Yeah. But um, anyway, so. Anyway. Like I said, this isn't the Star Trek podcast. I know it isn't. It isn't. But, you know, I always feel like, you know, I, I will say I did write a comic back in my back in the day, you know, my little comic book, my comic strip. That was really, really, I mean, I don't know when you see if you've ever anybody's seen um, my Darth Tuba channel and the art that I have on display there and the art that goes on in our T public store. That is not my art. I cannot take any credit for that. It all is my daughter, who's a professional artist. And, and and I must also point out that she's adopted because uh, she did not get any artistic talent from me, I can assure you. Um, but uh, what I did, I did draw a, draw up a little comic and it was a Star Trek Star Wars crossover. Yes, it was. And I, and I did it and I'm proud of it, even though it was kind of a stupid story nowadays. But I, I said, you know, if Star Trek can have a Doctor Who crossover, then right. Star Trek and Star Wars can have a crossover. So That's right. Hey, I've done the same thing too. I'll sit there and my, I'll be sitting there and I'll just come up with different crossover stories and stuff like that. But maybe, maybe that's something we do for another day. We yeah, we do something like that. But well, you know that anything's possible because Disney once Disney buys Paramount, I mean that's it next or Desi Lou or whatever Disney buys next. Yeah, it's gonna yeah. be it's gonna it's be, gonna all be uh, hey, I for one welcome our mouse overlord. I do too. Absolutely. Everybody gets all, and I'm like, um, and I said, I said this in an earlier episode. I said, let's think about what it was like before that fateful day, uh, that, 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 that October of 2012 day that we found out that Disney bought Lucasfilm and we were going to be making more Star Wars movies. We had what? Star Wars Angry Birds. We had, you know, Star Wars Robot Chicken, Star Wars Family Guy. Loved Star Wars Robot Chicken. Loved Star Wars Family Guy. But come on, you know, mm. it's not a substitute for for new and engaging stories. So definitely, definitely. Because what else you got? Uh, well. So so before we go, let's 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 pick a a setting for the timeline before we go any further. So. All right. So let's talk about that. So. So you were mentioning something about the old republic, and then you were mentioning yeah. something about the rebellion, the, like the early early days of the rebellion. Yeah. So yeah, either, either one. I I would I would go personally old republic just because it's an area that the movies have not hit on. Okay. The, like that is an area that hasn't got a lot of attention for the movies. Um, 
even the newer newer canon hasn't really hit on it a lot. So I think Old Republic, maybe a thousand years before the the movies. Okay. So uh, now the only thing I want to bring this up because okay. the only thing that and maybe actually before I bring this up, let me ask a question. Yeah. You did with the with the Old Republic that we did have, you know, yeah. in comic book form or games or whatnot. Mm-hmm. It seemed I only saw glimpses of it. I didn't really read it. I didn't really look in. I didn't dive too deep into it. But it seemed as though uh, the technology was exactly the same as what we're used to in modern Star Wars. Very close. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, then yeah. I would ask that if we're going to do a thousand years before. Can we make it a thousand years before and not seeming like it was 10 years ago? You know, because I, I, I feel like I understand that, you know, the universe is big and vast and, um, you know, the, the creatures and characters that, that populate the, you know, the Star Wars universe can come from all different types of planets that, mm-hmm. that, you know, develop technology at different rates. But I do feel that, you know, if you're going to tell a story that's a thousand years old, older than what we're used to let's make it a thousand years old let's not make it seem like it's the same story just in a different just with different characters that makes sense yeah so i mean so uh, would you still have because if you're gonna if you're gonna do that then you you risk setting it just in one planet instead of making it so you still have to have a situation where you can still have space travel you can still have Let's that well. That's what I mean. Like it's almost like we have to world build here, or yeah. world world build, the, you know, this kind of thing. Like, what if there was space travel, but there was no hyperspace? Mm. So, so you would limit what your you know your adventure would be limited. And I'm not complaining about this. I mean, yeah. I'm challenging the you know the the idea to tell a story where yeah, you can you can travel from planet to the neighboring system, but you can't travel beyond. Anything that, and you can't, or, or you can, but it takes, it doesn't take, you know, an hour. It takes yeah. months or if not years. So it, it's like a, it's a huge event, you know, like Star Trek, getting back to Star Trek, like a five-year mission. You know what I mean? It's like a, yeah. a, a huge thing. And, and, and I think that that opens the door to different types of stories, not closing it. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. it limits you in some ways, but I think it, it, it forces you to be creative in other ways. Okay. But what do you think of that? I mean, so, you know. I, I I see your point. I think, though. Or, you, I mean, you, but uh, here's another thing. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, just throwing it out there. Oh, yeah. Leave the, leave space travel like approximately where it is. Mm-hmm. Maybe just make it take it a little longer. Maybe just even yeah. hyperspace. But, um, you know, projectile weapons instead of blasters. I, I do like that. Um, I also think like maybe a compromise is something where like you can't just hyperdrive from one end of the galaxy to the other. You right. like hyperdrive only works for for like so like so and you have to like each ship has to go to certain kind of like in um the uh, the prequels Obi-Wan's ship had to go yeah. into those rings. Right, that's like just, how it would work, and you just, can only you can only hyperspace from maybe one star system to another star system, and then you have to recharge 
Right. And then you have to hop. Right. Just like uh, just set up like a time some 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 technological um, de-evolution that yeah. would make sense. Well, that... like in the uh, in the comics and in the books, the before the Jedi became the Jedi, their blasters almost looked like proton packs. If you see, if you ever see the drawings, they had a big um, charger, like a battery charger on the back, okay. and then uh, a, a core, and then like a tube, and then the it would come through, and then the lightsaber would like that. I don't know if All that right. if that would be something that might be a little too clumsy, especially if you're going to be doing battle you know battle scenes you're going to be having but even com- like you know combat but even having uh um larger scale everything larger yeah. scale blasters larger scale uh, well, lightsabers e- and even the ships having instead of having you know more push button everything be more dial based and yeah. you actually have to pull levers and you know all right, so all right, so if you do, if as long as you're making some um, allowances when it comes to like a de, I'm just calling a de-evolution, um, to you know, depending on the amount of years. Now, if you're only doing something that's like 200 years earlier, that's a little yeah. different. But if you're doing yeah. something a thousand or two thousand or three thousand, I mean, years, and the time, the timeline can can you know, we can we can always play with the timeline as far as, but I think it definitely needs to be before, like. It needs to be in the old in, in the old republic time. Right. Like there needs to be a large gap between when this movie takes place and from even when the events of the prequels happen. Right. So that you know all the things that they talk about when they talk about well we haven't seen Sith for a thousand years. You know. Right. So so obviously it has to be beyond that. So. Yeah. That's fine. Okay. And what and you and you say you you would like you were saying before that you would like to have Jedi. I would like to. I think I think if you're going to be doing a Star Wars story, in my opinion, at least mention of Jedi has to be in there because almost everyone ex- with the, except for Solo has had some sort of either mention of Jedi or we've seen some sort of Force use there. I think Solo is the only one, you know, even Rogue One had, you had the Vader scene. So yeah. you had, you didn't have to say have, have Jedi, well, but you had Force use. And yeah, yeah. and you were on the planet Jedi. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, I would say, you know, I don't know how much I agree with that. I mean, and again, I mean, we're just armed. And it depends on what story you're telling. Like if you're telling a broad story, like say for instance, um, and this is one that I remember when the Mandalorian, when they started talking about the the Mandalorian coming out before we had heard anything and right. we'd seen anything, there was speculation that we were going to be seeing the Jedi Mandalorian war. Right. That that's what we we're going to be seeing, which would have meant possibly seeing Revan. You know, we could do something like that. You could see the war between the the Republic and the the old Republic and the Sith. Something well, that, grand like that, something, yeah. Because I think yeah, for I, Star Wars, you have to have something for a movie. You have to have something grand. If you're gonna call it a Star Wars story, you gotta have the stars and you gotta have some wars. So yeah, um, so yeah, I, I think uh, either a like you said, either a battle um, or several battles 
or war between the Jedi and the Sith or the Jedi and the Mandalorian. I know I I don't yeah, think that's a, yeah. I don't think that's a uh, an out of the way cuz you know even um even when they and even if you do the if you do the movie if you do a movie with the Jedi and the Mandalorian, the Mandalorians, you can tie that into the Mandalorian series because you can show the dark saber being brought in, you know, right. with the, the Mandalorian stealing the dark saber. And I mean, yeah, I do think that whatever we do, whatever it was, whatever is decided, whatever we do, like we're going to actually do this, <laughs> but whatever is decided, um, it would be, uh, it would have to be something that, that connected um, hmm. at least in, it didn't have to be like a direct connection, but at least in, uh, like you said, if we were going to do something with the with the Jedi and the Sith or Jedi and the Man- Mandalorian, it could tie into things that we have going on now, you know, like like mm-hmm. the Mandalorian, that kind of thing. Only because it's nice. Connections are are just nice just to see how the world connects or the universe connects. Um, yeah. It doesn't have to do that. Again, it's always nice to build the world, even build the world out even further. But, you know, it's just. I kind of think that's good. I think I my mind leans more towards the Jedi Mandalorian um, yeah. fight, just yeah. because uh, like when that. you when you consider that, well, for one thing, you know, and again, this 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 harkens back to you know, in our in our childhood, you know, there were the good guys and there were bad guys, and you know, cops and robbers, and as we have aged, we realize that you know, good isn't always good, and evil isn't always evil. You know, and evil people never realize, ne- never think they're evil. They think they're doing it for a good reason. So, if you had the Jedi versus Mandalore, there are two sides to that story that are that are possible to talk about. I mean, you have obviously Mandalorians that we've seen in more present day stuff that you know have a have a creed and abide by the creed, and they aren't inherently evil people. You know, mm-hmm. and. And then you have, of course, the Jedi that always seem like the, I think, you know, Jedi, I think, get an incorrect assessment because they look like priests and monks yeah. and religious figures. And yes, they they do. And, they, and they're supposed to be celibate. So there's, they have this model that's similar to like a monk or a religious figure. Um, which always gives off the impression of being a good guy, you know, a good person and a person of light. And I think that that may be true, but there could be a story there that says, you know what, the Jedi don't know, didn't always have all the answers. So mm. I think that would so, be an interesting story. Yeah. Well, let's go then to, I think it's going to be interesting to see kind of who, how we go in this casting who do we want to see and i'm going to go right off and i'm going to cast my lead actor finn wolfhard i'm not sure who that is (laughs) uh stranger things oh and he was in. he's in the new uh, ghostbusters movie okay i know who you're talking about now yeah okay so he's, he's going to be my my initial lead lead actor playing a jedi all right, very good. Playing a Jedi Padawan. A Jedi Padawan. Okay. Yes. Now I wasn't thinking about casting, so that one I'm gonna have to mull over a few minutes here. But okay. um, I'm just trying to think of like the actors that I enjoy watching. Um, yeah. 
you know, and, and I, I will say that, and it's funny too. I was just thinking about this today. Like, you know, the, the, Oh, I know I had one um, okay. to, to for a, for an elder, whether it be an elder Jedi could be the master mm-hmm. yeah. or an elder Mandalorian uh, Pierce Brosnan. Ooh. I think, I think him now I've been seeing him lately. He always, he's got the big bushy beard now. And yeah. I just kind of feel like, uh, he, he's, he's sporting, uh, definitely a more aged, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, elder statesman kind of role. Mm-hmm. So I think he could do that as an, he's an, either as an elder Jedi or an elder Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one. And then, uh, there was another one I was thinking of, um, would you re, would you recast any, any actors from the current or previous Star Wars films in a different role? Hmm. I don't know. I think this, I mean, if anybody, and I think this would be an opportunity to maybe give this person a, not necessarily redemption, but, you know, because there's a lot of, Flack thrown towards him because of his some of the acting choices and you know, directing choices that were made. Hayden Christensen. Hmm. Okay. I think I if anybody I would give yeah, a sort of a redemption role is for it to be Hayden. I would I would also I would go with um and I was gonna say Liam Neeson, but yeah. I would say if it was Liam Neeson, I would want it to be a direct descendant of Qui-Gon Jinn. Yeah, I wouldn't want it to be like just some random character that he just had. But then it felt like a cameo, and I, I don't want—I don't want that. Yeah. Um, any female actors, a- actors that you would want to cast? Um, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I, one thing is, there's a lot of actresses and actors that I know who they are, but I just can't think of think of the name. Um, she played Hella. Oh, um, yeah, I know who you're talking about. Um, yeah. All right. Hold on. I'm looking. I'll get it. I'll get it. Um, so what, uh, what was that? Thor Ragnarok, right? Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Of course, my phone is. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> is it, I understand I'm, the feeling. Yes. <laughs> Come on. Um, oh, geez. Or Ragnarok. There we go. Um, oh God, Kate. Kate Beckinsale. Maybe it could be. I think it might be Kate Beckinsale. No, Kate. Ugh. It's not coming up. Ah. Dang it, Thor Ragnarok. Okay. There we go. All right. I'm looking at. Okay, I'm looking here we at, go. Um. Where the heck? Kate Blanchett. Kate That's Blanchett. It. I think she'd be good. I think she'd be interesting again as like a, a villain character, uh, sort of a, a female Seth. Okay. I think that would be, and maybe I'm just seeing because I saw how good she did as Hela in Thor Ragnarok. Um, yeah. Um, I think Helen Murin. Helen. Oh. I mean, almost I just, as like an empress character. I could see her yes. almost as like an empress. 
I would like to see her in a in in some kind of an empress kind of role. I would love to see her join the Star Wars universe in a unique way like that. And another one, and again, gonna pull out the Star Trek thing here. Uh, I've always felt Kate Mulgrew. I've been watching Hmm. a lot of Voyager lately, and my wife was real big into uh, Orange Is the New Black, and she was in both of those series and very different roles. I think she's a good. I think she's a phenomenal actress. I think that she could bring something very unique, um, different to the Star Wars universe. Maybe, you know, and, and again, uh, it's not something that I, I'm not exactly sure if she, I think she she might do some, something more. I, I'd probably see her doing something not on either side, not, not Mandalorian, not Jedi, but maybe like some type of another character, like a, like a go-between. Yeah, I'll tell you who I think would be, and you could make him as sort of, again, sort of in that same vein that you said, with Kate Mulgrew, sort of in between, in almost a, um, what's what I'm looking for? Not a bounty hunter, but sort of a a crime lord. Yeah, kind yes. of a, a job yes. of the hunt. Well, yes. but I, I can see Kate Mulgrew, but I can also oh see God. someone like uh, a Tiki Wati, a Tiki Watiki. I was oh my and god! The same you you like read my comic, mind. I was gonna be right next to you uh, on the comic side of it, but that same because if have you seen the movie uh, Free Guy yet? I have not. I want to. It just hasn't. He, he's he's in that. He plays a a um basically a a game developer, the head of a, a huge game, and just that character, the crazy and the I could see that transferring into the Star Wars universe as sort of this crime lord. And kind of this crazy off the wall character like that, um, or even okay. doing the voice, a voice of a of a character, you know, make him an alien and have him be. Oh yeah, um, well he's he's good at that. So yeah, uh, and also, I mean, since we're talking about casting, do we want to? Like you already mentioned, you know, with Qui Gon bring, you know, having do we have m- many more of those? I guess you call them legacy characters and direct descendants of these legacy characters or relatives. You know, do we want to have a Skywalker or is that time passed? Um, I, don't, I, I would say I would say no because in the story you really can't have a Skywalker because Anakin was the first. Yeah, well, Shimmy. I mean, you had Shimmy. Well, Shimmy, yeah, Shimmy. Shimmy. So I guess you, I guess you could, but I, oh, hmm. so I guess you could do it, but I, I don't I know. Don't think you... To me, if, if to me, I would lean away from that. If you're going to do characters like that, I think that you do subtler and you do lesser known characters. So, like, you could have one of the crime, like, you could have something where. A new crime lord, like the Huts, taking control. You could have a, right. a side story where the Huts type to take control of the side of the um, of the crime syndicates, and you find out, like maybe in one of the book, you find out that one of these new Huts that have taken over is a descendant to Jabba. You know, maybe Jabba's great great grandfather or something like that. I don't know how long Huts live, but yeah. Um, or, yeah, or another like that. An, another direction could be a droid. You can have a droid that's like, like a, a descendant of maybe not R two, but like maybe a descendant of Chopper. 
you know, since yeah. maybe it's Chopper's original like factory out of the uh, you know after the assembly line, brand yeah. new, and he, uh, you know, he just he got bounced around from from mm-hmm. owner to owner until he and they, and he, he kept getting parts replaced till he's no longer none of him is original, you know. So that could be kind of except for his processing unit, uh, you know. So you could do something like that uh, just for fun. Yeah. But again, yeah. I think that that's you know. You're getting into fan service with that, which is yeah, you, not mean, a bad thing. I mean, I'm not, no. I'm not saying you know, it's just it's no. a delicate balance. How much fan service do you do? And we've talked um, about that before. We've we have talked about that before. You know, um, and it, yeah, but yeah. So there's one. If this was made about forty years ago. Uh, I know, right? When I know it had the perfect person for a a villain. Again, if this was made forty years ago, well, you're, it, you're armchairing it, so just yeah, just say it, whatever. Chris Christopherson. Okay. As oh. like a like like a young Chris Christopherson. Yeah, with full okay. beard, you know, right. as a like as like the Sith Emperor. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, which, if you've ever seen a, uh, let me pull this up real quick. Okay. It's Chris Christopherson. All I can think of is that movie that he was in. That weird movie with, I forget the the model. Um, that weird yeah. time travel movie. Uh, oh yeah, Millennium or something like that. I think that was him. Uh, is not a very good picture. Maybe, maybe I'm not thinking. Maybe I could think of someone else. But let me pull up. Okay. Maybe it's not Sith. So for, our, it's for not. our listeners, aren't going to be able to do this, but we'll get. It. Oh, I see. Okay. So um, I can't. Yeah, think of I, I see it. It's like a. You know, he's a little more clean cut in that image. Yeah. But so. yeah, maybe maybe I'm not thinking Chris Christopherson, but in the in the uh, in the games. That's what the Sith Emperor looked like. Oh, um, that's kind of a my goodness. I mean, I could think of a hundred actors that could fit that yeah. profile yeah. now and back in forty years ago. So yeah, so no, nah, no, nah, that's fine. But uh, yeah, okay. I mean, definitely, uh, definitely some 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 cool ideas here. Some cool yeah, um, concepts that we're coming up with, and 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 a, and a cool cast. Who would do the music? Let's say, hmm. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> now, you still... know what? If it, you know what, I I feel like you know John Williams. As much as I love John Williams, um, mm-hmm. and I do, and don't ever know anybody mistake this, but I like that he just wrote the the Skywalker movies. Sagas. Yeah. I like that when it came to Solo and Rogue One, they started to branch out. They were doing that before that with video games and with um, Kevin Kiner and the Clone Wars and Rebels, and now Ludwig Göransson doing Mandalorian. So there's a vast array of people mm-hmm. to write for this. However, um, and that's not to say that if John Williams, you know, called us up and said, "Hey, I'd like to score the movie," I would say yes, yes, sir. Yeah. Yes. Here it is. We'll see you at the record. We'll see you at Abbey Road. Um, yeah. You know, I would never j- deny John Williams, but um, if he was unavailable, um, I think my dream composer that's still alive anyway would be Alan Silvestri. 
Mm. Uh, I will say this about Alan Silvestri. He, um, you know, he, to me, was kind of like in my 80s, thanks to Back to the Future mm-hmm. and, and Who Framed Roger Rabbit and a few other ones around that time. But beyond that, there, you know, at that time, there wasn't as much out there that you could sing or hum or remember besides those. And then, and even Roger Rabbit was a little more niche. But then came the Avengers and Captain America, and then all of a sudden mm. he was back with a passion. And then, then, then they gave him the arduous duty of having to write for Infinity War and Endgame, and he just did. He just pulled it out in spades, oh, yeah. an amazing score oh. that I I actually um, you know you know get almost if not just as emotional about um, as I did, particularly um, Endgame. Oh, that yeah. I do any of the John Williams scores, um, so I uh, I would say let's let's put let's give Alan Silvestri a, a chance at some Star Wars while we're yeah. making up our, our dream movie here. Not, yes. Um, so while we're kind of because we're getting close to the hour mark here, uh huh, uh huh. Um, do we? This is the big question. Do we go with the scroll or do we do like they did in? Rogue One and Solo, where you just see a long time ago in a galaxy galaxy far, far away, and then boom, you're into the movie. Or do you think the scroll is something that should be set, save for the saga movies? I'm going to say saga movies for the scroll. Okay. And come up with another creative way. Keep, keep the create. Keep the create. Don't, 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 uh, don't start like repeating. I mean, I, the only other thing I might consider, you know, either go, either come up with something fully unique on your own, like something yeah. brand new, or I kind of like the way Solo started where they just continued with the long time ago font and they yeah. just had a few quick sentences to just kind of present where we were, what we were doing. Yeah. I think that would make, that would be a very wise move because people mm-hmm. are going to go, you know, a thing about what, what people forget. And, and this is something that, that is, uh, um, it was true of Rogue One, and it was true of Solo. Is that you know people don't realize that you know just because the movie, just because the word Star Wars is in a title, it doesn't mean that it's 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 immediately connected to the last movie you saw. Yeah, like people went to go see Episode One, and they were like, "Where's Chewbacca? Where's where's Luke? Where's Leia?" You know, they thought they were just going to yeah. go see more Star adventures Wars. of them, right? Yeah. And then and then when when and by when the sequel trilogy came out. It was a farther, much, far, much further away. So they kind of figured they wouldn't see Luke and Leia as much, or they would, but they'd be older. And then we saw Rogue One, and everyone would then was like, well, "Where's Ray? Where's Finn? What's this all about the Death Star?" I don't get this, you know. So without yeah. context, you can't just assume well, that people are going to know what's going on. You need context. So yeah, I think one thing that would be a good is to um, take something similar to how they what they did in. Clone Wars, but tweak a little bit. Clone Wars, of course, you had, you know, every episode ending would begin with the voiceover guy saying, Tom Kane. Yeah. Tom Kane, battle here at Scarif. But you could do an introduction by one of the characters, you know, where he says, introduces, you know, where you said the long time ago in a galaxy, galaxy far away. And then you hear the voice of, of maybe the main character. Oh, introducing you to what's going on. We've been at war, you know. I, I kind of would love it. I mean, and again, we're 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 dreaming now because for the, if you're not aware, um, Tom Kane suffered a stroke 
a few months ago and is now um, he just the, mm. his daughter just announced his retirement. He had he's not able to speak. Mm. So sadly. Uh, and, and just on a, on a mm. side note, um, wonderful man. I've met him a couple of times. Uh, he's just a, at, at Star Wars Celebration. Just a just a, a wonderful human being. I would want him if, if he was still well and, and that this was possible. I would want him to narrate that opening thing because I feel like it it ties us into more great storytelling. Yeah. Like it was for the Clone Wars, and I don't think it's unique to anything because he's done it for Rebels. He's done it for he's done it on and off for a lot of things. And um, if it wasn't him, then the other one would be I can't think of the actor's name, but the 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 voice actor that did the um, Star Wars radio drama. If mm. you, did you ever, um, you know that one? What was cool about that? Was that every episode was beginning began with this voice a long time ago in a galaxy far far away there came a time of revolution when rebels united to challenge a tyrannical empire he would yeah. say that at every episode then he would go on to like what was going on in the story and um, I, I I gotta find his name I don't even know if he's still around but um, just I, just really really cool I think another one that would be good for that kind of voice that kind of introduction role. Um, is Peter Cullen? Oh that yes, dark, yes. Deep, you know, Optimus Prime. <laughs> right. Um, you know, but anyway, I think still, had- still, he's got a wonderful voice, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, it, you know, I, I always think of, <laughs> I always think of, uh, um, of Optimus Prime when I hear him. But uh, yeah, I, I think, and I think that's the one thing that you risk. You know, right. especially for you know, is you you th- you get people will be thinking, why is Optimus Prime in Star Wars? <laughs> Come on, another crossover. We got this. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Um, wow. I'm trying to see like if if it comes up to cast. I don't. Hmm. Oh, um, Ken. Oh, Ken Hiller. His name is okay. Ken. Ken Hiller. He mm-hmm. was the he was the narrator. And not only did he narrate Star Wars, the radio drama, Empire radio drama, he came back to do Jedi. He did the Dark Forces radio drama. He did mm-hmm. a bunch of them. Like like he did a whole bunch of like new radio, like books on like radio drama, book on tape kind of thing, a bridge booked on tape. Yeah. Done. So and that was up until that was only up until like. 20 years ago so he might i don't know if he's still around or not let's get ken let's get let's get ken hiller's uh, agent on the phone yeah (laughs) so all right we're running up we're we're starting to wrap up here we are yeah but i I like our movie i I, i'm i'm all for for it let's let's write it up and send it to uh send it to disney see what they say there we go (laughs) i'm on it awesome When you go down to Disney World, just just go just go into the front offices and go plop. Here you yeah, go. It's like I know no unsolicited material, but you've got to read this. You've got to read this. This is gold. This is gold. <sighs> one wow. can dream, right? Yes, one can. Well, I think we've had fun tonight. Yeah, um, that was, a, that was interesting. Of, yeah, yeah. Uh, we will be back next week, and you know. Um, We've talked about this. Uh, we haven't talked about this, but um, I'm thinking for a second. Okay. 
if I want to, if we want to do this yet, yeah, or if we want to wait. Um, it's something, okay. it's, it's a topic we've done before a couple times, actually a series Okay, is to redo since we have a new host, the women of star Wars. Oh, Oh, I'd love it's, to do that. I'd love to do an episode yeah. about that. Uh, we have, and we have. I know for a fact we have several people who've uh, said they'd be interested in coming on as guest. Okay. Uh, fe- uh, some fe- some some females, women that women uh, that have said they'd be interested in coming on. So I say next week we restart our look part three. Uh, our third look at the women of Star Wars, as we will look at Princess Leia. Okay, starting off big. Wow, nice with the big one. All right, yes. Uh, so, uh, Will, why don't you tell the f- fine people out there once again where they can find you? Okay, you can find me, folks, at Darth Tuba. Star Wars Unboxing Show on YouTube. This is like my other home when I'm not hanging out with John here on War of the Stars. Uh, you can find that just by searching Darth Tuba uh, on YouTube. And you can email me darthtuba77 at gmail.com if you want to get a hold of me. You can also reach uh, look for me on Facebook, Darth Tuba Star Wars Unboxing page, or at Darth Tuba at uh, Instagram and Twitter. All right. Well... Here at War of the Stars, if you want to get a hold of us, you can do so by emailing us at warthestars1 at gmail.com. Remember to send in those those tapes and those um, emails to us about your Star Wars story, which reminds me we did get one. Uh, I have not had a chance to upload it yet, um, but I will. Uh, good friend of the show who's been a listener for a while, uh, guy who goes by the Twitter name of Rural Farm Boy. Uh, oh, I love Rural Farm Boy. He's, yes. He's very much a Yeah, very promoter. cool. Very cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huge promoter of the show, of all the star, of all the podcasts out there. Um, he sent his story. So next week we will play that and give him a give him a, even more of a shout out. So. Okay. Uh, but yeah, uh, so you can email us there, warthestars1 at gmail.com. That is also our our Twitter handle is at warthestars1. You can check us out there. Uh, also, don't forget we are part of the Red 5 Network. Go to red5network.com for more information on all the shows um, there. If you want to support the show, Patreon.com forward slash War of the Stars. And also you can buy our merch at www.spreadshirt.com forward slash War of the Stars. Uh, Remember to put a dash in front of War of the Stars. Dash in front of all those. All of those will take you. That will take you to the right website for that. Uh, Other than that... Um, I believe for right now, that is it until next week. Remember, this isn't just my Star Wars. This isn't just your Star Wars. This is our Star Wars. May the force be with you. To the spires, everyone.
Okay, well, it looks like we have to 